Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. This is the much-anticipated Croiler and a Grappling Dad episode. So in this episode, I sit down with my wife, Croiler Gracie, and Kip from the Grappling Dads podcast. We've known Croiler for a while. He's been on the podcast before, and it was great to catch up with him. But it was also great to uh, meet and get to know Kip from the Grappling Dads podcast. You know, we get a little bit into the inner workings of the mind of one half of the Grappling Dads. We talk about what it's like traveling with Croiler Gracie on the Northeast Seminar Tour. We talk about Grappling Dads hate mail, Paul's pro tips. Then we examine the strange relationship between Paul and Kip and Kitten Guard and being neighbors. We also talk about Morgan and the women of Jiu-Jitsu and what life was like growing up for Croiler as a Gracie. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company. All the stuff you need to keep you smelling and looking good. You don't want to be the stinky person out there on the mat or in the world. TortugaSoapCompany.com Strong enough to even wash the dirty feeling you have after listening to this strange relationship the hosts from the Grappling Dads have. Just kidding. It's not even that strong. Also brought to you by BJJ Prehab. It's a program put together by our friend Mike Pellegrino. He's a doctor. It's custom videos designed to help you prevent injuries from grappling. Um, BJJprehab.com. Enter the discount code Tortuga and you'll get your first month free. This episode is also brought to you by We Are Dapper Ties. Quality knit ties at an affordable price. WeAreDapperTies.com. Enter the discount code ROLL and you will get free shipping. If you need some jewelry... Holiday season's coming up. Make sure you check out beautytobeast.etsy.com. Amanda's making jewelry for you. If you use the discount code RIDDLER, you will get 10% off. And if you've ever listened to the podcast before, chances are you've heard me talk about BJJ in Paradise. Make sure you come this year. It's in April. Registration is open. I'm sitting in here in New Hampshire. I'm sick already. I'm ready to go to Puerto Escondido, Mexico and train with all the people down there at La Colonia Jiu-Jitsu. So make sure you check out BJJinparadise.com. Make sure you check out Grappling Dad's podcast, you guys. And also, if you feel like it, check out the other podcasts on our network. If you're not sick of me already, you can always check out Stray the Course. Thanks, everybody, for the support. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Good training, everybody. Peace. Welcome back, everybody, to the Grappling Dads podcast or the Great <laughs> Northeast BJJ podcast, whichever, go. what have you. Welcome, guys, to the barn. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Dude. thanks. My pleasure. Um, so, we're back in the barn um, with my friends Croiler and Kip from the Grappling Dads, um, who have made a long and arduous journey to get to me. <laughs> Over like four states and just back and forth across those same four states. Back and forth. Hey, you know what? It was worth it. Um it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I don't sleep a whole lot, so I don't mind the trip so much. 
um and, and coming out here and seeing you guys again is always fun so good to see you man I, I like sleep <laughs> i didn't yeah. get any but i like sleep yeah that's why that's why I, like took longer because i had to deal with him whining oh God. well i'm the lead weight to the balloon that is Corolla Gracie. Bringing it down. Yeah, just got to keep him down to earth. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, sad. It just, it just weighs on me. He's like your project. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, the project you mean like throw it out in trash and just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. We're but it keeps that. turning back up. <laughs> yeah, your definition no. of projects really screwed up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, dude, so this thing started for you, Kip. Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Thursday morning at about three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yep, driving down to pick your friend up, Morgan. Yep, we drove down, met up with Morgan at her place, which is I don't know twenty five minutes south of me, and then down to the Promised Land of Elkhart, Indiana, <laughs> home of the Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, RV Hall of Fame is is in Elkhart, oh, Indiana. Yeah, you shouldn't tell people that. I know there Too is many, people will start going. Uh, no big no. tourist attraction <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not that's actually like it uh, is yeah, an attraction yeah, in town people, it's a real thing yeah you know, they it's right off the tollway and it's huge and people actually go there we drove through elkhart one time what what's the main highway that goes through there 8090 yeah we drove yeah, through yeah. it one time elkhart i had a friend that uh was from elkhart shout out to nate swift yeah. from elkhart yeah i mean you can 8090 will go I think I think it comes up to here, but like I know for sure to like Connecticut, you take eighty ninety and it'll shoot you all the way across the states, and you'll yep. go right by Elkhart. Mm-hmm. Is that where your academy is? Yeah, Elkhart. Yeah. Elkhart. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. One yep. no. <laughs> so, so Thursday morning, we got on a flight in South Bend. Yep. Yep. Flew into where'd you fly into? White Plains. White Plains, New York. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Got a car and drove all the way up to Hamden. See, see our friend Brad. Yep, yep. Got the got the hotel. Beautiful room. facility up there. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot of fun. It was the first time visiting the the new facility. It was it was really cool. Soulcraft, right? Soul yeah, Soulcraft. Yeah, very cool. And then did a seminar. Got get some food with him, and then crashed and got up the next day and drove all the way down to Delaware. Dude, oh, so that was, that was some good sleep. That was a change of pace. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, who planned this trip? So, so who this planned this itinerary, <laughs> dude. So, so here's what happened, right? So, I, I, you know, I, I kept in touch with Brad, and and Brad's like, "Hey, man, let's get you out to do a seminar." I'm like, "Okay, great." You know, like, let me know when, and and he's like, "Hey, I, I'm going to be gone um, Friday. I got to go to Mexico. I got to do things for camp and stuff." So. I was like, okay, well, when do you want me? He goes, Thursday's a good night. So how about I just do a seminar Thursday night? And then, you know, that'll that'll be that. And we'll see each other and stuff. I'm like, great. So originally, the trip was to the seminar of Brad's and then to spend time with Marcio Stamowski. And so I, I hit you guys up and I said, hey, you guys have any interest? You know, come out and do a seminar. Jay Mansfield's not going to be here. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much how it turned out. You know, sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> It's George's fault. Uh, yeah, I was like, Jay's gone. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> so then now I have two days, two seminars, and I'm like, okay, you know. So I call Marcia. I'm like, hey, do you want to meet to the seminar? Because I can do, like, Brad on Thursday, you on Friday, you guys on Saturday. I can fly home Sunday, you know. And Marcia's like, this was back August, July, August. And, and Marcia's like, I don't know. There's a lot of seminars coming around this time. He's like, maybe we should wait and do it, like, in December. 
like, okay, no problem, no big deal. You know, my feelings aren't hurt. So the plan was, again, Brad's, hang out with Marcio on Friday, come out to you guys on Saturday, fly home on Sunday. And then um, wow, a guy named Greg Johnson, he, he was like, hey, why don't you add another seminar and maximize your trip? And I've known Greg for a while, and, and I'm like, that's fine. You know, do you have anybody in mind? He goes, yeah, you need to contact this guy, Howard Steele. He, he has the like one of the biggest CTCs um, like in this part of the country. Another beautiful facility. Yeah, it's like a ten thousand square foot yes. facility. It's 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 huge. It's a I sport. wanted to do cartwheels. Yeah, there's freaking <laughs> so much room. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Where is it in Delaware? It's in Smyrna. Yeah, and there's nothing there other than this school. It's like we everybody. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second. So I I uh, I call I called Howard and I'm like, hey man, Greg said you might be interested. You know, let me know. And Howard's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, wait, when? He goes, Friday. So I'm like, great. So I was like, okay, I go to Brad's. I go down to, you know, Smyrna, do a, do a seminar at his school, drive up to you guys, do a seminar. And then Sunday I go home, you know, and that was the plan. It sounds so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally, no, no times were set up like we hadn't agreed on 11 a.m right they hadn't told me what time so it made sense like it could be done and then you guys were like 11 a.m i'm like okay great so brad's like 7 p.m like wonderful and then howard's like how about 7 p.m and then then i was like man that's kind of tight now (laughs) how long does it take to drive from new smyrna to uh delaware to portsmouth new hampshire it's i mean if you drive straight through yeah six hours and 43 minutes yeah 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 so we got through five and a half five and a half yeah last night yeah so we were like okay that's fine you know not a big deal we'll make it work um because sunday we can sleep in fly home sunday doesn't matter we have no there's no plans and then what two weeks before the trip oh my gosh so <laughs> i'm sitting there i'm at work in my office and i'm just planning on this beautiful get back at like what was the time it was like S- like six sun- or yeah, seven or yeah. something beautiful i'll be back at my house right. Oh, maybe nine o'clock. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, "Hey, we might be going to Marcio's. <laughs> Do you want to go?" I didn't answer. Yeah. So you know, seemed obvious. Well, it's not. It's an offer you can't refuse. Oh no no no! If whatever whatever the master says, you know, if you he, do, if, yes. he said, if he's like, "Hey, I want to send her Monday morning," we would have stayed here yeah. until Monday morning. You know, yes. Um, it's it's an honor yeah. for him to do a seminar at his school. You know, totally. So. The way he came about it was pretty funny. Like he he saw the advertisement online and he's like, "Hey, why don't you do a seminar at my school?" And I was like, "Bro, like you didn't tell me. Like you told me it wasn't gonna work out, and now here you are going, hey, just do a seminar at my school. I can do it. Will Sunday work? Because I know Sundays are difficult, you know." Yeah. And he goes, "Sundays are fine." He's like, "We'll do it at noon." And I'm like, "Okay." So then change the plan. So now we have a seminar tomorrow at noon, and then we fly home. I think the. <laughs> That we fly home this at is so good for me. PM is when we fly home. So he'll be home like one in the morning. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. our flight got in at like one. We, we we land in South Bend at twelve thirty PM or twelve thirty AM. And then I drive So we drive to my house. It'll be one half hour. Yeah, it'll be one hour, one AM at my house and you drive home from there. Yeah, which is about an hour and a half. I gotta go to Morgan's. Yeah, I'll be home at three. Yeah. And I'm a banker, <laughs> so luckily I don't work in the mornings. Oh wait. Yeah, I do. 
Yeah, do you? Though? Banker's hours. Yeah, yeah right. Banker's hours. Work. 8 a.m., man. I, I'm sorry. Work. <laughs> In quotations. <laughs> uh, I think that's better. I'll accept that. So, for for our people that listen to this podcast, the poor souls that listen to this one. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the Great Northeast BJJ <laughs> Podcast <laughs> listeners. Um, tell What's Grappling Dads all about, man? Well, it started off. I've seen hate mail. There's been a lot of hate mail. Please, um, for the listeners of the Great Northeast, send more hate mail. Don't stop. Don't praise them. You're part of the show, <laughs> right? Yeah, you see, realize that, right? See, I'm the good parts of the show. Yeah, that's the shitty part because the redeeming quality. Yeah. Well, it's so much fun because people just come in, and I think I read you one or you know one of them, and they're usually quite rude to us. And by the end of it, they're like, uh, "Don't let Curler go away." Ha. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not going to read that to him. No, no. Uh, but it started off more just Paul and I were uh, just annoying people with the amount that we talked about jujitsu because none of them did it, and they're just staring at you. You know how it goes. So what? What's that karate? <laughs> Ground karate. I, I will yeah, kill you. Pajama karate. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> and uh, it just turned. In, it morphed into uh, just really talking to Croiler a lot, just getting his input on it because Croiler seems to be everyone's like guardian angel in jujitsu. So we figured he would help us. And uh, it just, he really enjoys passing on his knowledge. I try not to be nice to him too often. And, uh, but he does, he likes to pass it on. So it just morphed into uh, stealing Paul's pro tips because Paul's pro tips didn't help anyone. <laughs> and, <laughs> but curlers seem to help a lot of people. And uh, so we do whatever we can to help out jujitsu, make it better. We have a huge following of white belts. It's awesome. And um, we get a lot of questions from around the world. The one I read to you was from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we've, we have a bunch of listeners. We have more listeners in the United Kingdom than we do in our own town. That's cool. Uh, which is which is really fun. Uh, but it, it just means that, you know, strangers like you more than the people that know yeah, you. Yeah, it's because right. they don't know me well enough. It speaks volumes <laughs> about your personality. It really does. <laughs> I hate you. And... Um, well, you got a face for the podcast industry, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No one wants to see it, uh-huh. but you can listen to me. <laughs> that was uh, good. That was good. Like that? I, I like that. That was uh, subtle. That was subtle. I right. like that. Yeah. Took a little while. Yeah, I don't know. It, it true felt, professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true professional. <laughs> it makes me feel more like a kick in the nuts, but uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> but I said it with a smile. Yeah, that made it even better. Right? It was like a compliment. Where's Where's Paul right now? Paulie? Yeah. What's rubbing in? What he, what's he up to right now? <laughs> okay, what time is it? Uh, All right, it's like six o'clock. Uh, so his kids are going to be in bed in like an hour. So Paul should be in bed in about an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, he's yeah, like he's an old man. He yeah. is. He's younger than me. He is the oldest thirty-nine-year-old ever created. Uh, but no, it's it, we have a lot of fun. We do whatever we can to tear up whatever he sends us. Uh, Croiler does amazing writing, and Paul murders it every single yeah. week. That there are no spelling or grammar. Like he reads you what you, like yeah. You write. So, so basically, yeah. My involvement was very simple. They're like, hey, can you write a, a quick like, just like advice, quick like two paragraph thing? And I'm like, all right. So I did it for like two weeks, and they're like, that's not funny enough. You know, it needs to be funny. And I'm like, bro, like I can't write funny. I'm not a comedian. You know. Um, no, we know. I'm I'm a smart ass and I'm sarcastic, but but it doesn't uh, come through. And that's the, that's no. just called mean. So. <laughs> So then, you know, they're like, okay, and so, you know, they they start send, uh, sending me questions, 
and then or they would talk about something and then ask me about it afterwards and i said hey how about it you just ask me a topic and i'll give you guys some material to bounce off of and, and it kind of organically became that way and i make sure that when i send them you know these these pro tips you know that the spelling is good and the grammar as well <laughs> like and i know that because uh, spell check works man. you know and, and and i use grammarly so that the grammar is, is correct as well and and man paul just can't read he he's it's, he may be illiterate i think we're I not think, sure i think if i drew it in crayons it might be better represented over the podcast than in when he reads it it's horrible i mean we can make better <laughs> sense of it yes oh yeah uh Corollary, we really, we, you know, I don't say a lot of nice things, but you do a lot for the show. We appreciate it. And our listeners are freaking ridiculous. But I have to say one other thing about him. They love him. But a big reason why I kept doing it is because of George. <laughs> uh, I actually reached out to you shortly after we started, and you were super nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was super surprised. That's funny. <laughs> Why didn't you think I was going to be nice? Yeah, he thought you were an asshole. You see that? He That's messed up. surprised that you were right. nice. Yeah. yeah. How right. rude. I have a life plan, and it involves everybody's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Right? Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't remember like how it happened, but I remember you sent, and I was like, "Yeah, you should just do it, man. Do yeah. it. Keep making them. Yeah. Keep doing it." That was your one piece of advice. Was yeah. yeah whatever you do, just keep doing them. Yeah. That's yeah. still my piece. Yeah, I don't that's know all he's anything. got. That's it. <laughs> I don't know anything about doing podcasts other than just keep making them. Just keep hey, making it. You know what? If you're having fun and, and you know, if you're, if you're having fun, why not do something anyways, right? If it's, if, yeah, if totally. you're enjoying yourself, just do it. And, and, um, Alan Watts, who's one of the authors that I read a lot and, and, and I listen to a lot. He's, he's not alive anymore, but he's got a, uh, one of his speeches is if money was no object, you know, what would you do? And, and he kind of breaks it down. But, but ultimately his whole point is like, if we told if we told our children, hey, money means nothing, and you can be whatever you want to be, what would you do? And he's like, can you get college kids saying, I want to be a firefighter or a space cowboy or a painter? You know what I mean? Like these crazy things. And and he's like, then I tell the college kids, do that, and and they don't. They're like, oh, I can't make any money. And he goes, but you'll enjoy it, right? And and if you do something enough, you you master it. And then if you found interest in that something people other people have the same interest and then they'll pay to listen to you or to to learn from you or to see your work you know and ultimately don't chase the money you know chase happiness and then if these guys are enjoying the podcast and they have fun doing it and, and now they're building a base of people that follow them that like to listen to them why not keep going you know and and if it becomes something that benefits them you know whether it's financially whether they can quit their jobs or whatever same thing for you guys you know great and, and 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 if it doesn't you're still having fun the big thing right probably i've learned more out of doing these than anything else you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i've learned so much from talking to different people um it's been a huge benefit to me mm -hmm. you know just what i've learned um it's been unbelievable yeah i mean like Jiu-Jitsu has been great for me too because I meet new people and, and you meet new people through Jiu-Jitsu but you, you have another venue to meet people, the right. podcast. I mean, you know, if we had never met up again that week we spent in Mexico together, I got to learn about, you know, how you guys got into the soap making, you know, how did you guys get started, why did you get started, 
you know how you were an actor once you know <laughs> and that was not for that you. i haven't heard about yet <laughs> really want to know <laughs> and, and i'll this, give you my whole life story but but the idea is like i learned from you guys from a week with you guys just by talking to you guys and and i think you're right i think with a podcast that's nothing but a media a medium for that for people to talk and share stories and learn from each other and grow together and and i, I really appreciate that I actually wasn't into podcasts at all until um one of my buddies uh, andrew desimone was like hey man you need to check this out and then these guys started doing it and and i listened to them and some of what andrew recommends and then i was like okay i'm gonna listen to these people now and i started searching and finding different podcasts i like to listen to and it's been incredibly valuable for my personal growth i was really shocked that you didn't because i know i talked to you about it, you're like I don't, I don't do podcast. Like, okay. I read a lot, you know, yeah. I mean, like, so that, for me, that was my medium of, you know, learning. Somebody writes a book about their life or something that they're developing, then, I, then I'll read that. And, but being able to listen makes it faster because I can listen to something while I'm at work or if I'm driving, you know, where I can't deal with the book. <laughs> right. Or you're sitting there and you're listening to our podcast whenever it comes out because our server's awesome <laughs> and just critique the living crap out of it. <laughs> so I begged and pleaded to be taken cause I'm not a texter. Like you text me, if you got a story, you got some boom, I'm good. Anything like casual conversation. I'm like, Duh. <laughs> uh, let me out of this cage. But Paul on the other hand and Croiler will talk for hours. Two teenage girls. Yeah. I oh just envision both of them. Me? Why you got to do me like that, man? Because I, just, to this. I vision your feet just <laughs> curled behind your back with your hands underneath your chin, twisting your hair, talking to Paul about whatever. So every morning I would wake up to 76 <laughs> text messages of these two talking through. And then I made the polar mistake one week. I'm like, Hey, you only had 98. Thought you could get 100 before I noticed. This dude sends me over here. <laughs> Croiler sends me over 100 straight messages. Ran out of words and letters that would work and went to just straight emoticons yeah, all day. Basically, Paul and I, would, I would send Paul a one. Paul would send a two back. And then we just kept going forever. Just it was a challenge. Absolutely. It was the dumbest thing I've said in a while. My phone would not shut up. I got, a, I got an Apple Watch and my my hand was going numb. It just didn't <laughs> stop vibrating for five minutes straight. It's the best day of Kip's life. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you implying? Whatever you want it to be, man. No, I'm pretty sure it's your twisted mind that wanted it to be something. <laughs> so you got kids, three of them. I have three daughters. Yes. Three daughters. I mean, you're grappling dads. Like your, your daughters, all three train. Or one's super young, right? Well, no, she tries, though. Oh, she yeah. wants to be involved. It's just we can't get to the th earliest one, that the four-year-old class. Uh, but we've taught her uh, our bar, passing guard, things like that, um, things she can attack Croiler with. And uh, But the, the other two are, yeah, Addie's, Addie's a beast. My eldest, she's a beast. She she loves it. Um, Sid more has fun with it. But, yeah, we are definitely grappling as Paulie has two daughters of his own. We very creepily live right next door to each other, <laughs> and people don't believe that. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. It's, it's really not. weird. That's a super yeah. strange relationship. How'd you get into jujitsu? My daughters. Oh, they were they were training, and mm -hmm. then I got my daughters into it. Just I think. Uh, oh gosh, Hannah Gracie said uh, <laughs> my cousin um, 
He said, you know, when, when parents are scared of trying out jujitsu, they send their children first, and if it's safe, they join. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. I've kind of seen that because I used to teach kids' class for five years, and mm-hmm. sometimes I would get the parents to train through the kids. Yeah, Man, that's right. Yeah, talk. You got to speak into the microphone. Oh, that was a well, really good. Se- that was a really good sentence that only yeah. we heard. Right. <laughs> this is Amanda. I'm George's wife. <laughs> po- possibly the, the podcast. Su- just Woo! I've known her for like what four hours, and she's like the sweetest person ever. Oh, thank <laughs> you. So, what were you saying? Um, oh, I was saying how um, I taught kids class for five years and how I would get the parents to train, you know, by, you know, teaching the kids. And I'd say to the parents, like, oh, you should do it, too. And next thing you know, they're on the mats. How did Paul start training? Did you guys know <laughs> each other before jujitsu? No. Really? No, no. Uh, that's what's really creepy about this whole situation. It's getting, it's getting weirder. Um, Paul, uh, real quick story on that. So it, it is weird. There's no, there's no fixing this. Kip, just let's just come out with it. It's strange, dude. It is a strange relationship. Oh, Paul and I. Oh God. Oh, dude, yeah. it's not healthy. No. Okay. <laughs> At all. all. Right, now that we got that out of the way, go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Floor is mine. Yep. <laughs> all eyes on you. <laughs> so uh, that's how I like it. That's um, why I'm loud, mildly annoying. Um, so uh, yeah, Paulie. First class, uh, I, I started before him at Black Line. So we're Black Line in Grand Rapids, we always tell everybody. It's one of uh, Curler's affiliates. What's and your instructor's name? Chad Pomeroy. Shout out to Chad. D- don't do that. <laughs> He's got a big head. No, I was kidding. He's awesome. We, we are very fortunate with both our professors, uh, with our coach and our professor here. It's, it's unreal. We're very spoiled, and I'm realizing that on this trip. Um, Curler actually knows a bunch of stuff. <laughs> he does. But, but when he's your friend, you're like, it's like seeing your dad go to work. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's why people listen to you. <laughs> um, but I don't like you, Kip. Yeah, I know. That I got know. a little weird, too. It, it always does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Who's that. Who's your daddy, Kip? Yeah, I don't like that, man. Like, this whole, like, these these last three days have been, like, nightmarish like this. Well, you're an idiot. You gave me your freaking uh, address, so I sent him a picture of his house and said, stalking starting. And I, I told him I, have, I told him I have three dogs. And they, so, they they bite. They've been trained to like attack Kip. Just, yeah, see, just Kip, that's, that's why it got really weird is his very nice wife, Taylor, <laughs> trained them to attack, well, me. <laughs> so, so Just Kip. Just, just me. Kip. Yep. Uh, the cutest dogs, too, by the way. Oh, my thank gosh. You. Aren't they, though? Most beautiful dogs. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. They're my, my children, my fur children. Yeah, Taylor sent a picture. Freaking adorable. Right. So let, let's get back to the yeah. weirdness. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the weirdness. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the straying off track. That's my yeah. podcast. Um, so Pauly started shortly after I did. Um, I got started because I brought my daughters in. Um, you guys were not living next to each other. At not at this point in time, no. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> Pauly came over. He was rolling with people. He's, he's goofy. He plays dead guard. He plays <laughs> what I call kitten guard where he li- like licks his hand and rubs his face. Really doesn't do much until people attack him. And then he comes over and we're doing a drill and he's like, you want, you want to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and he made the most inappropriate joke ever while doing a drill. I laughed my ass off and he goes, we just became best friends. Oh boy. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. So uh, Paulie's been doing it for nine years. He was a super douche when he started. 
he was a big muscle bound dude that just was like can opening people and just getting beat up by small women. It was awesome. And, uh, but he turned into probably the best training partner you could have. Uh, once again, don't tell him that. No. Uh, he's really bad with technology, so he won't find this podcast. Perfect. And um, this is your podcast partner. Yeah, this is my boy. <laughs> That's my boy. He's technologically. Oh challenged. my gosh, he's really? lost. Oh, it's horrible. Croiler asked for Apple Pay once. I had to have his wife do. I explained to his wife in thirty seconds. Hey, can you send me an Apple Pay? And she's like, done. Yeah. It took me three hours to get to get him to get to his wife. It three hours to get yeah. not accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> and bringing his wife. It was, it was horrendous. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, it kind of just really freakily went from there. Paul and I spent a lot of time together training. We trained a lot in his basement, um, made people uncomfortable constantly at school. Uh, sorry, Chad, Jesse, Morgan, all our instructor, Justin, sorry. We are just the worst in class. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's very talented. He's a four stripe blue belt and, uh, thinks he's a white belt. So he, it's, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. And uh, yeah, now I live next to him. <laughs> did you move next to him? <laughs> yeah, I did on purpose. Oh, on purpose. I I literally built a house, had a house, uh, built a house three years ago, and less than three years. And so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul calls on the way back from his vacation. Um, the house is for sale next door. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> the one with the pool. <laughs> yeah. Like, how old's that house? It's like two years. I'm like, hey, it's newer than mine. That makes sense. So I bought that house. <laughs> cool. So now I literally live next to uh, my BFF. Yeah. Amanda, don't encourage that behavior. Yeah. Right. It's creepy. Everybody in the neighborhood is watching them now. Right. We were roll. Uh, he was rolling with my wife in the front yard. <laughs> and, <That's awesome. laughs> and he just looks up. He goes, our neighbors are going to really think we're broken. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a time where I thought you had standards, Groiler. You know, there was a time I thought I did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, it's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when you're stepping gum, it just stays stuck to you. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how much you rub it on the ground or try to get rid of it. It's just there. And you just accept and move on. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And the gum becomes a I part am, of you. I am yeah, gum on the bottom anyways. of your freaking shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Does this just equate me to gum on your shoe? Hey, man, I'm, I'm illustrating a point. A very mean point. Mm, yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> how come Paul didn't come with you on the trip? Yeah, how come Paul didn't come with us on a trip? I didn't invite him. Oh. No, actually, no. It's yeah. rude. Actually, rude. I didn't invite him because I know he couldn't come. Uh, he is a yeah. He's a, the breadwinner in the family. Yeah. So Coley keeps an unbelievably nice house, keeps kids going, which Paul doesn't know how to turn on his washing machine. <laughs> Wish I was kidding. Asked for a <laughs> asked for a pan the other day, I'm like, hey, where's the baking sheet, bro? I don't know. Came right out of his mouth. I'm like, dude, you're dead if your wife ever dies. Seriously, we're gonna take the kids. We've already decided. <laughs> we're taking the children, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so he he works. Oh gosh, fifty to sixty hours a week. Still makes time for jujitsu. Still makes time for his family. And for our podcast, so you guys do once a week. Yes, we do. We were up to two. That didn't last long. That's tough. Though. It's dude. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, you know, and that's why we keep telling our listeners to just give me random money, right? 
Amanda's having some tough times with that mic now. over there. I'm good. Yeah, there we go. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Crowley more questions. He has way more eloquent answers. Well, you're interesting to me though right now. I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I'm intrigued. Do you see? It's like when you see a, you know, a, a train crash. You yeah. just kind of look away. Or you're at the zoo and there's a weird animal you don't quite understand. Yeah. You're trying to figure it out. I'm. That's what I'm trying to understand. You yeah. know. You ever seen? Why those? does everybody end up on the same side? And it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we love that animal. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a, it's like a it's an animal that you don't quite get, but you have a st- strong feelings towards it. What, what's so that? you guys are equating me to a three legged dog now? No, no, no. Everybody <laughs> loves a three legged <laughs> no. dog, man. Exactly. No, three legged dog well, be can be loved. Yeah, right. you can't do that. No, like what? What are those monkeys with the big eyes? What are they called? Like. Um, <laughs> The lemur? No, it's not. Is it the lemur with the big, big old eyes? Yeah, like I think so. lemur's got the creepy hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah like whatever, whatever the ones with the big eyes. <laughs> they got red butts. Yeah, those, those are baboons. No, no, those no, are no. gross. <laughs> I'm talking about the one they have the memes. You know, where it's like, hey man, do you see the dragons in the kitchen? You know, it's got big old eyes. You know, the people think that they're like smart. They're they're not. They're like really dumb. But <laughs> that monkey, that particular, yeah, that particular monkey. Yeah, but um, you know, they're adorable. You look at them, you see those huge googly eyes and you're like oh you poor thing that's that's kip <laughs> yeah. oh my god dude <laughs> <laughs> so Super you guys so you guys but you had another person who's not in the room with us right now but let's talk about her while she's not here um she's had to endure this road trip with you um oh morgan yes morgan's part of my problem too <laughs> like more me and morgan that's yeah. my girl right there. Yeah, <laughs> we make his life a living hell. Yeah, is yeah. that? Yeah, I like Morgan though. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. way cuter than me and way smarter. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, her her jokes are cruel, and I appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> she's a savage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get her on the mats. Yeah. She's she's incredible. She is controlled savagery, yeah. for sure. Nothing better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She was so excited when she saw you. That's awesome. She was like, she saw a purple belt. She was like, Ugh. Dude, I feel the same. I'm just going to so. tackle her. Is it okay <laughs> if I tackle her? <laughs> Dude, I would have <laughs> <I> liked <laughs> it. <laughs> Not in a weird way, but. Oh, no. I took it the weird way. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, Morgan is, to me, she's um, outside of her ability in jiu-jitsu, outside of her competitions, results, and scores. Um, one of the coolest things I have seen from her, um, and, and her involvement in jujitsu is she got started because she needed jujitsu for her well-being, her safety, she had issues. Yeah. Her past drove her to it. Yeah. And, and she came in and she saw the value in it and she became very good, very tough, very self capable to protect herself and to deal with any situations. She competes, she trains because of that. But any girl she meets, whether it's a, the newest white belt or the darkest black belt, you know, she will talk to them and, and, and prop them up and help them and push, you know, for their success however she can, whether it's sh- sharing social media, following them, commenting, whether it's saying it's meeting up to train if, they, if they're getting for, ready for a fight, even if they're from a different school, she'll get up and she'll help because she wants every girl that she meets in jiu-jitsu if they haven't already seen the value in jiu-jitsu for self-defense purposes and for personal growth to experience what she experienced and i think that's really cool from somebody quote unquote young 
in jujitsu, you know, I mean, she's only been training for five years. Yep, five years, right around yeah, five years. Yeah, yep. so it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's super it's super cool to me because guys do it all the time, but I think for girls there's a, a special meaning to it, and for her to do that on her own from like two months into training um, has been spectacular, and and I wish every girl that trains jujitsu could be like her, and then every 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 young girl every young woman every every mother every sister every grandmother could protect themselves in the future you know it's it's really cool to see heck yeah heck yeah and you know those are the exact women that we need in jujitsu and who we want like we want we want those ladies you know right Mm -hmm. and she yeah so it's almost better that she's not on here right now because she would be just bashing the living crap out of herself because she's very detrimental to herself but she is an amazing human being. She has taken in, as he said, more women than I can count just at our school. Um, my wife being one of them. Um, she was the reason my wife started. That's awesome. Um, we had, that's why Mel started. Mm-hmm. Is Mel, Mel was watching. This is, this is uh, we call her my second wife. Because uh, she's. Another she's, weird relationship. So weird. Yeah, another weird. Yeah. So great. I have a lot of those. Uh, I have a lot she, of those. She packed his bag. Yeah, she did. Thanks, Mel. Wow. Yeah, I'm Weird. sitting there with all myself. I'm like, how do Weird. I fit two geese in here? And she's like, you're dumb. Watch this. Because <laughs> she travels the world. So She's not incorrect. So oh. stop it. <laughs> I will come over there. I won't do anything. I'm just going to get in your area. <laughs> Gross. So what's, yeah, exactly. the, what's the scene like, jiu-jitsu scene like where you guys are from? Is it like growing pretty pretty well? Well, um, I mean, would you consider you guys are from the same area? You're from like an hour and a half drive apart. Yeah, we're we're from the same area. Yeah, it's it's Midwest. The same area, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same scene. I mean, Indiana. There's nothing Where the heck there. Are you from again? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan. Wow. EGR. Grand wow. Rapids. EGR. He has to go to someone he I, knows. I couldn't think of the state. <laughs> so I was like, what state is that? Um, if it's not New England, you know, we're very. <laughs> we don't like, care. Yeah, west of New England. Yeah, it's, I it's, know, it's the, all the same. The great Northeast, right? Not the great, you know, the great Midwest. Midwest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that, that, that was it's, it's you lived there <laughs> dude I lived there but you chose to live there I got stuck there so uh, <laughs> so so here's the deal you know I, I travel the country I teach seminars everywhere and no matter what state I go into they got the best wrestlers that's what everybody says right and I'm gonna go ahead and clear the air that is not true okay the Midwest oh, savage wrestler the Midwest wrestling. are they are in a different level all of their own the the average Midwest wrestler is better than your division one wrestler in a, any other state you know outside of the Midwest and it's unrealistic to think otherwise unless you felt it right um, and in the Midwest for years I've been there for I don't know, 15 16 years now we were probably the first if not the first the top three schools in indiana um we started a long time ago um it was a slow grow jiu-jitsu grappling was not a thing there it wrestling you did it or you didn't do it there's no convincing there's no selling that it was very difficult and now we're seeing a big boom of of jiu-jitsu growth there a lot of young kids and women which is great and i think that's partially in due to the popularity of MMA. MMA was very big in the Midwest, even before grappling was a thing, because you know, a wrestler could go out there and you know beat up a non-wrestler. Um, so it's it's gotten big, especially like over the last six years, it's just 
blue blown up and out there, but it's not not anywhere near like the coasts. No, yeah, it's uh, it's a different animal over here, and yeah. on the west coast, obviously. I would imagine that area though people that wrestled because at some point you run out of wrestling like wrestling ends there is no old man i mean maybe there is in the midwest but there's no old you know masters wrestling right 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 i would think that a lot of those wrestlers would be interested in in you know jujitsu and grappling because they can do it for the rest of their lives no right so the so until the image changed right um a lot of these old wrestlers saw you training in the gi and sometimes not the gi but they they thought of it like karate or right. taekwondo or you know and and that wasn't for them and it wasn't until like i said the ufc got really popular until jujitsu who it's getting more popular it's on on ufc fight pass now they're understanding that jujitsu is not like you know karate right <laughs> and and like i said last five eh, maybe last six or seven years it's been a huge boom for us like our school has doubled in size and we we have seen talent, you know, old old wrestlers, young kids who wrestle, who whose parents bring them in off season, you know. So it's uh, it's it's blown up, but it was a slow growth for a while there because in the Midwest they they wrestle, they play basketball, they farm, right? Rinse and repeat. How long you been living in Indiana? In Indiana, oh, um, straight consecutive years, probably thirteen. 13 years. years yeah how did you you got there because your dad was like teaching the police yeah yeah so my dad did a lot of seminars in the midwest um for like 1999 2000 and back then when when he would come up here to the seminar i would come up with him i was still young um most of the attendees were military personnel or police officers because everybody else kind of just ignored it they didn't know what it was and when 9-11 happened, we got the call. Once we were allowed to fly back in here, we got the call to come out and basically do a tour of the police force. And, and we went all over the state and all over pretty much, I think pretty much every police station at the time we, we hit and we did basic course, you know, nothing super creative, not a lot of like spinning arm bars or anything like that. It was mostly, here's what you do if somebody gets you down on the ground. Here's how you disarm somebody. Um, and we, we just, our, our last stop was, was South Bend, Indiana, and we decided to open a school and, and we just stayed. So were you born in Brazil, right? I was born in Brazil. Where yeah. in Brazil? I was born in Fortaleza, which is the Northeast of, of Brazil. And I was, um, my mom, so <laughs> my dad, my dad, here, here's the story of how I came about. It's not a super loving story. Um, my dad, um, he, he trained all the way up to brown belt with a red belt called Sa. And mas- related to Gibson Sa? Yeah. So Gibson's dad. Yeah. Who, his dad is no longer around. It was a great loss to jiu-jitsu, but, um, Master Sa, he trained with Master Sa for a long time, got his brown belt from Master Sa. And then he, he, he heard about, um, the Gracies and how they were a level above everybody else. So my my dad went to Rio to train with the Gracies, and he went out there and he just got killed. Like everybody, like all the all my uncles and everybody just kind of walked through him. So much so that my dad, um, when he came back the next day, he he took his brown belt off and put a white belt on. And uh, uh, Marcelo Baring 
who who is no longer around told them as I came in don't feel bad they walked through everybody you know you're not you're not worse and you know and then we're not special they just do that to everyone so my my dad went to the only logical conclusion they must know something we don't <laughs> so uh he put his brown belt back on and kept training and he couldn't understand where those secrets are being kept and he thought my grandfather would teach secrets to his his kids um on the weekends when there was nobody else around <laughs> So he's like, I must find out what the secrets are. <laughs> so then he he hit up hit my mom up, you know, and and took her out on a date, and they started dating, and uh, and then he he proposed and got married. Trying to get the secrets. A- exactly, and uh, and then he he started going on the weekend trips to my grandpa's estate, and he found out that there were no secrets. These guys have just been training their whole life. That, that was the difference good education in their whole life you know what academy was that that was uh that was gracie my you yeah. know yeah yeah that was fuck, i don't know 80 87 88 and uh so they get married you know my mom gets pregnant um i i was born like two months after they got married and then uh, my mom is a, is a lady of very strong personalities um, your mom was Elio's oldest daughter oldest daughter mm-hmm. yeah so there's a saying so everybody like outside of the family everybody's like oh man the Gracies are, are tough you know they're they're the the tough guys but you know within the family the saying is you know no man mounts a Gracie woman <laughs> you know like the women are far more terrifying and if you sure. don't and if you don't believe so uh, ask any of the guys to, to fight up or to you know be mean to any of the Gracie women none of them are willing to do that and uh you know, my mom, my mom didn't take kindly to my dad because you know my dad was just looking for the secrets, um, and so she left. She basically took me and said, "I'm done," and and walked away and went back to my grandpa. And I and I, I grew up with my grandpa. Um, but yeah, so that's the story of how I came about, right like there. You grew up with with your mom and Elio. Yep. Like on the ranch. Yep, on the ranch, really? up in the mountains. Yeah. yeah. And your mom yeah. trained too, right? Yeah, mom trained until she got pregnant with me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she was a purple belt. She used to teach the kids classes, and she used to manage the school. Um, and then she got pregnant. She couldn't train, and and then she never came back because she had to carry me. Yeah. What was it like living on the ranch? Um, you know, when like I was people coming and going, <laughs> people like. Uh, yeah, you know, like when I was a little kid, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should. Sure. Um, I didn't know, you know, to me it was just grandpa. It wasn't Ilya Gracie, you know. It was just my uncles. They weren't, you know, these like legends. And there were people coming and going all the time, whether it were students, whether it were friends of the family, whether it was family I hadn't met that didn't live there. Um, so it was a constant flow. I mean, at any given time, the house had at least 20 people, you know. And and sometimes we had thirty, forty, fifty people at the house. Sometimes we had you know ten, but but we were average around twenty at any given time. And it was it was crazy because you know my my grandpa had a farm and we 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 milked the, the cows. We made our own cheese. We grew our own fruit and vegetables. Uh, we we you know we had a my grandpa had a lake that he fed the fish and and we had our own fish that we ate later. You know so um, yeah it it was crazy like. I I didn't I don't I don't want, didn't appreciate it as much as I should have when I was younger, but um, but now looking back I very much appreciate the the time spent there. Was like, I mean there were obviously mats and people are training. 
people are training all the time. Oh, absolutely. Like if there's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so like basically if you had an argument with a family member and you guys couldn't settle it with words, you you walk into the the dojo, you know, and my my grandpa had an entire like room that was just matted and you go out there and you solve those problems, you know, or if you come up with something, you go out there and teach it and share it. And, and, and my grandpa would teach you anytime, you know, sometimes you come on and say, Hey, put your gear on. Let's go, let's go to the back. And like, but I'm in the middle of doing homework. So what? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, training was all the time. It was whenever the, the desire struck essentially. Did you go to school there? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to school there. Um, I, I, went all the way through eighth grade ninth grade and then i moved here was carlos around no sadly carlos passed a year before i was born so maybe not exactly a year might have been like 10 or 10 or nine months before i was born i never met never got to meet him so every everything i know about him has been through my grandfather or other family members but i never had the honor i mean did you know was your grandfather was like famous in Brazil at the time, right? Yeah, but I, I don't I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Or I don't think I don't think for me I don't think I could register. I don't know, maybe I didn't not not that I didn't know, but it couldn't register the magnitude of that, you know, like it's it's like if you're, you know, what I mean, like if your daughter said figured out that you're this incredible you know the top podcaster in the world like for her you're just dad an incredibly good looking guy <laughs> who are you talking about again <laughs> ah sorry did i That's say that out loud sorry. that was weird yeah okay then just came <laughs> out <laughs> so then you guys you headed to america yeah yeah so in like eighth grade yeah pretty much you know my mom moved here first she went to california and which forced me to then um, live with my dad and in Brazil in Brazil yeah and and I lived with my dad for about six seven eight months maybe a year and and then he got this call right so then we came and we kind of toured um, I stayed in Indiana for a while um, I lived in Washington for a while so like when I was 16 17 Washington State yeah so like when I was 16 17 I was like I'm just gonna move you know like go somewhere crazy and and make my own money and and do this so like during the summer break, I just flew out to Washington and I flew out to Washington and basically I, I went to a, to a school out there. It was a horrible school. I won't mention names. And, uh, I, I said, Hey, you know, I'm Curly Gracie. I'm, I'm a, I'm a purple belt. Can I, can I teach some classes, you know, help out around the school. And, and basically I worked at the school for, um, for a little bit and, and I stayed there for three months and eventually I, I was like, man, this is not going to work, you know? don't like the school don't like the instructor i'm all alone there's no other means of income so then i flew home flew back to indiana and you must like indiana right i mean it's not <laughs> like brazil but you've stayed <laughs> so um i actually went to college and, and 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 i double majored with intensive going to med school where'd you go to college um isb indiana, indiana university yeah and um basically the i applied to Graham cats i applied and it was they didn't give me a spot in med school, not because of my grades or because of my MCAT, my MCAT results, but because I was an expirable asset. You know, I had a green card, and it, it didn't mean that I could stay here forever. And so um, I called my mom. I'm like, hey, I need to go. 
I need to do something. You know, what do I do? You know, I worked so hard. And she's like, just come out here. We'll talk to, to some people and see if we can find your job over here. You know, like you don't have to stay there. To was, California? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wonderful. So I, I, I moved out there, found, you know, had a hookup to where I, what I was going to do. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back home, sell my stuff and, and drive here. And when I went back home, like the first week back, um, I ran into my wife and it was a date and then it was another date and then another date 13 then, years later you're still in indiana <laughs> yep and here i am now <laughs> <laughs> pretty good reason though yeah yeah she's not she's, a bad awesome. reason at all yeah she's an incredible human being and i'm i'm she's helping me grow and in, in ways that maybe i didn't before so yeah so I mean, we're going to keep this one short because we got some food getting ready to come out. We got lobsters. We got Perfect. the Riddler steak. We got all oh, kinds man, of I chicken. It's going to be good, man. New England um, dinner. Yeah, the Riddler, it. courtesy the Riddler. People know that have been on the podcast. They've, they oh, know yeah. the Riddler's cooking. Yeah, it's good. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so let's. So you can't, like, for people that don't know, you came out to teach a seminar today at Port City, Brazilian mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and so... I think if people don't know you, maybe they don't understand that, like the um, the in-depth study of jujitsu that you go into. Like you obviously spend a lot of time not just training, but like studying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 a junkie, you know. And if I can't be physically training, I need to be mentally training. And and I will go over techniques in my head. I will sit down and think about steps and the order of them, why they matter. And you're right. I do break it down to a very analytical point. And and then I, I break it down into pieces and I put it back together. Um, that way I know everything about it. And then I try to pass that knowledge on to other people. I think it helps a lot of people to understand why they do the things that they're taught to do. And, and if they know why, then they can apply those ideas later, you know. For sure. I mean, I think also it helps, right, when you come, because I'm never, my, you know, it helps when you come and, and I see how you um, look at jujitsu and really, like, study it and have a plan. And not just a plan, but a plan if, if this happens, if that happens, if this happens. And I think that's really important for people to, um, I mean, that's one of the great, the best things. I mean, you're, you're a great human and, <laughs> and you have a great jujitsu, but Thank also you. you, you have like, you show people like this analytical approach, like a map, right? You map right. this stuff out and, and a lot of instructors and I don't, I think lack in that department, right? Well, you, you know, I mean, most people learn the Brazilian way, you know, where it's like, here's this move here's this other move, go figure it out how right. they go together, you know? And, um, for me, I, I hate getting into a grappling match with somebody and failing and failing and failing and doing the same thing over and over and over. So I came down to, okay, how can I, how can I win the fastest, most efficient way possible? And the reality is I can only control the fight so much. Okay. It is a fight. There's two people involved. So if I can only control so much, I have to be able to have an answer for everything that I cannot control. So I start, I study reactions. How are they reacting to the things that are outside of my control? And then how can I beat those things? And then I take that and I move on to the next step. You know, so if I do technique A, they're going to react in one of three ways or four or 10 ways, whatever. 
And then I go to each of those ways that they reacted that hurts me, that's detrimental to me, and I find a way to beat it. So now their movement, that, that lack of control that I have, it becomes a controlled risk, something that I'm, I'm willing to accept because I can beat it. And then, then what, however they react to those answers leads to another branch, and it just keeps branching off until it becomes so far down the rabbit hole like we talked about today that they don't have a prayer, you know? Um, I thought, so it's something that I've, I, from when I first met you, that I thought was really cool and, and surprised me a little bit was that, um, I mean, you're an old school dude. Like you're, you're from the, the traditional, you know, the, your grandfather was Elio Gracie and you know, you're, you, you, you know, like not only do you know, like the, like the, the basic fundamental stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But like we were sitting on a mat in Mexico and you were talking to somebody about something, and then you and I started talking about the truck, and you like dropped the bomb on me about the truck, right? And then, <laughs> and then you're like, "Well, efficiency, you know." Right. So like, you have, it's like you're able to tie old school and like you know, uh, the ever expanding jujitsu knowledge together, you know. And you keep because you hear guys like Pedro Sauer and all the mm -hmm. old school guys talk about efficiency, right? And, and you see new school jujitsu do really cool, crazy stuff, but you don't really hear, you know, efficiency. No, it's you athleticism. Tie, oh, my yeah, God. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> new so jujitsu is not efficient. Right. But so you you tie it together, I feel like. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words, you know. Um, it's mostly because I don't like to work too hard. Okay. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. You know I mean? Like, honestly, it came from a place of, I just don't want to work this hard, man. There's got to be an easier way. Like, you know the Gracies, my 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 the generations before me did it easier. Why does that have to become harder? It should only get easier. Um, and, and I've been blessed with with a great many, you know, instructors and in both of that train only new age jujitsu and they only only train old school jujitsu. And and I I was blessed to be put in a location where I could blend both. And and I I've been lucky to do that. You got your black awesome. belt from Marcio, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. The man. Yeah, he's. He took my uh, uh, little knowledge jujitsu that I had and basically blew it out of proportion and said, "There's more. Go learn." That's awesome. I cannot wait to go back to Mexico and hang out with you for the week and Marcio and me either. Uh, likewise, it was awesome. <laughs> such a great trip. Likewise. Um, so for everybody that listens to this podcast has heard me talk about it for, for the last six months or whatever. BJJ in Paradise. The registration is open. Yep. You know, for next year, April. Um, highly recommend it. It's a, it's a, probably one of the best trips you ever do that involves jujitsu. Yeah, like ever. Uh, not not saying because I'm there. Not saying because these guys are there. I yeah, got, I got shirt on. she's yeah. got the shirt. I got the. I got uh, the shirt Colonia. Too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. shout out, shout out to La Colonia. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. The yeah. great, you know, Adrian and Oscar and their dad. Herman. Super hospitable. Yeah, yeah, like. That's the thing, like what you were just saying, right? Was the jujitsu was amazing, and you can get enough jujitsu in that five days or whatever that you you can't even train the whole time. Right. But the rest, like hanging out with the, the community down there, and Brad and and everybody that comes, yeah. Alvaro and Cesar and you and Marcio, yeah, and all the all the different personalities and people and background stories and approaches, and it's it's like I said to me, it's one of the the most fun trips you can have and. 
I, I look forward to every year. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been blessed to be invited back every year, awesome. and I'm, I'm, I hope to keep keep it that you know keep that going. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. So also, uh, you guys out there, you better be listening to the Graveling Dads. All right, check them out. Send them some mail. We're in, we're hate mail. Hate mail, please. Stop it. Hate mail. <laughs> Somebody send turn his the mic love. off. I have I have very insecure. I need love sent to me. Yeah, George should deserve some love. Yeah, hate. Send your hate towards Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So if you hate, it sounds odd. That's it does. <laughs> but we really don't mind. <laughs> they like it. He was proud of this. He's like, oh, let oh. me show you these emails. Like. Yeah. They're so, great. So Our it, listeners know. I would be know. crushed. I'd read that and really? I'd be crying in the court. No, but I mean, you know. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. By the end of it, they love us. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. It just starts off quite abrasive it's and true. usually ends abrasive. Yeah. Um, we're going to go. Listen, Paul from Graveling Dads, we're about to go eat some lobster. Um, sorry, Paul. Not you, sorry. You should have came, bro. <laughs> you should have came on this trip. Next time. Next time. Come. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for coming. It was a great day of jujitsu. Excellent day. Um, really was a great mm-hmm. day hanging out. We're gonna go. We're gonna eat some food. Watch uh, Connor versus Khabib. Yep. Um, which should be interesting. And uh, guys, sh- so they can find you in Elkhart, Indiana. Yeah. I mean, if you if you type my name on Google, Corelli Gracie. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> you type K. R O Y, it's the only damn thing yeah, that comes up. Yeah, it's it's me and the school. You'll find my my personal Facebook, the school Facebook, my website, and my Instagram. I mean, like, I'm the only one. So if you want to, if you really are looking for me, you just type in my name. That's the easiest way to do it, and you can reach me through any media. Yeah, if you got, want any more information from him, uh, we he's basically writes half the show. Yeah. <laughs> when are we? When are you gonna write something for ours? Just, just George, <laughs> just, hey, right man. here, man. I, I, I told you when you're sitting there stealing my freaking man. I, 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 I like you guys better. Just yeah. send me, send me, send me right. a topic. I'll yeah. write it out. No, no. You are an ass. Yeah. <laughs> if people want it, so if people, people that don't know, um, how do they find Grappling Dads? Uh, easiest way we got the website grapplingdads.com. Reach out to us on the email, the dads at Grappling Dads. Um, there's a complaint form on the website. You'll find it. I'm going to get on there. Yeah. Do just it. feel free. Complain. Uh, and uh, no, we're on Instagram. Uh, we like to do a lot there. We're on Twitter. My wife does it. I'm too old. And, uh, you know, Facebook, just find us there. But yeah, j- check out the w- our podcast. We have a lot of fun. Um, we're a little bit different than Great Northeast. Uh, you guys are much more into the in-depth <laughs> knowledge and somewhat serious topics. You haven't listened when Joey Carter was on. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I did. That's where the pause came from. I'm like, um, maybe not the last one I listened to. He said he was coming back up with you, but yeah, no, I I miss him. You know, I, I I love him. Yeah. And and here's a small world thing. Uh, Joey was at a seminar that I did like almost 10 years ago now. And he was a purple belt. And, uh, when he went to camp the second year last year, he was like, Hey man, do you remember me? And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, whoa, dude, <laughs> no, because I, I, I hadn't, I, I didn't remember him. Yeah. You know, he looked different. I mean, it was right. like almost like ten years, yeah, ten years difference almost. And he, and then he, he, he reminded me, you know, which school it was, and I was like, wow, that's great. So the, it's, it's such a small world yeah. that I taught a seminar to him years and years ago, and then we got to share seminars together now in Mexico. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for coming. I really do appreciate it.
All right. Yeah, thanks for hosting, man. It's been really great. It's been been a lot of fun. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks. See you guys. Peace. Bye. Bye.